Hello, Dave. Ian, how are you? I am great. And we have an, a guest. This is our most returned guest, Mr. Doug DeMiro. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Frequent flyer. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Obviously, I think we owe you more thanks than you do us. <laughs> um, I'm, I've been so, so excited to have you on. Um, like I said, you first came on the show uh, about five and a half years ago in May of 2016. You came on again in 2017, and now we are, here we are again. That's in, crazy. So again, in virtual space. Can I ask a question before we even get started real quick? In May of 16. Um, how did you guys even find, like, what was I do? I wasn't, my channel wasn't anything. Like, I guess I was writing on Jalopnik or something. Mm -hmm. Funny story. So you were writing on Jalopnik and that was how I kind of became aware of you. And then I saw that you, I, I enjoyed your columns cause you had kind of a column there yeah. and you, you wrote the book and I yeah. had very ambitious plans for the channel that we were going to do a book club. Mm hmm and so we had you on as the first installment of the book club. Got it. Okay. I couldn't get AJ Bame to come on to do uh, Go Like Hell. So that was the end of the book club. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have crippling ADD, so I can only read like comic books. <laughs> so Nothing was being read anyway. So that's so funny because I was curious about that. I was thinking, you know, back then, I mean, I... In, in, when I tell the my origin story, it's that I basically launched the channel really in earnest in the fall of 16. So mm -hmm. I was thinking, if I was here in May of 16, what the hell was I even, yeah. <laughs> was I even doing then? Yeah, but, no, that's true. And I think the other th funny thing that I love to tell people about is that our only the only thing that we could kind of claim as like, you know, big time for us was you uh, published, you put us on the front page of Jalopnik. Oh, really? funsies right. one day yeah well it was i think it was about it was about your appearance on our show like i think yeah. you re you posted you pushed our uh, opposite lock um oh, onto the front page or something you know within hours gawker declared bankruptcy <laughs> <laughs> well you know <laughs> You know, it's actually funny that you said that because I never had the authority to push anything onto the front page. So if that actually happened, oh. one of the other guys, I probably told them like, "Hey, can you can you do this?" But I was always they never they never were thought I was real a real person. <laughs> this guy again, he's, right. he's come back. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had a lot less less sway there than you than you might think. And so when and thus when they declared bankruptcy, it was like, well, all right. <laughs> right. I, I think back in early 2016 you say like you know what was i doing it was before this before this before this like you were still being doug demuro like you were yeah. still being doug demuro i guess like, so i mean the, 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 i really started the channel in the fall of 13 and it was kind of getting some traction and i was writing for jalopnik and i guess i had written about some of those stupid cars that i was buying like that hummer which was just a, <laughs> I, don't, I try not to think about that anymore yeah. um and so, yeah, there was, it was still getting some, some traction, I guess. <laughs> that, yeah. That's yeah. Like finding your voice, you right? You guys can look back when I was first on this podcast, that was sort of the beginning. And then since then, <laughs> right. it was, it's it was just the, the Ian and Dave bump is all that it was. <laughs> right. right. Forget Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to tell you to be anti-vax or anything, dog. Don't worry. This is a safe place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to snort creatine powder to be on our show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. So it's not like anything's changed in the world since you've been on Doug. Right. Uh, <laughs> but we, you know, we've watched your YouTube channel grow. We've watched like the Doug DeMuro force, like in YouTube and in the automotive culture. Like it's been especially now it's been so fantastic to see like such a consistent strong voice like uh, positive and just a, a generally upbeat like i would say like foundational voice in automotive culture right i think that there's like a few like pillars out there like chris <laughs> fix you know you right. right like some of these like you know like the youtube like really positive voices in in automotive culture and we really appreciate it. Like now more than anything, like this is the kind of stuff that like really helps us get through the times. Right. I appreciate that. I get emails that say that kind of thing. And I, I really appreciate that a lot. Um, cause yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same way. And, and even when, no matter what was happening over the last five years, 
two videos a week, only about cars. <laughs> the focus, every, that's what people want to see. And yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty crazy. For, for, sure. for better or worse, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Like an oasis in the desert. You know, a lot of the a lot of the other guys get real political, and I, I just, I have strong opinions, but I just would rather. I, people use it to escape. They want to go watch their damn car media, you know. And I get it, and so that's my world. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we get very political, mostly because nobody really watches, so it, we, we don't really have much of a. There's not much like consequences for us, but also like we talk about this a lot, but kind of the push and pull between having cars be kind of an escape. And then also like, well, sometimes we got to go and think about politics because even if we're only thinking about cars, because politics do infect the car world and right. all that. Right? Yeah. And I get that. And honestly, if you do, if, if you want to do political content, then that, you know, the, a lot of the guys do, like I mentioned, but I just always kind of felt, I would always get emails from people who would just be like, thank you for just, even on with the car stuff. And yeah, I mean, there have been some, it's been a crazy few years, obviously, uh, politically, but with COVID and everything's insane. It's just nice to watch some car videos. You know? well, you're 1,000% right. And y- y- your timing kind of, you kind of almost lucked out in the format that you chose of like, because you weren't really talking about like, what does this car mean in the, you know, to the car world, right? You were just very like, this is what this car does. This is what it's, this is what it is. And the quirks and features and all that. Right. And it really allowed you to just kind of stay in that lane without. Yeah. Cause if you talked about it in, in the context of anything else right. over the last five years, you're right. instantly right. in fraught territory. Right. And truthfully, I, those are the videos I like making the most. And you know, it's funny. Cause when I was first on here in Bay 16, um, I don't think I was doing those like quirks and feature car tours. I, I mean, I was doing videos on the channel, but it was mostly cars that I was buying and doing stupid stuff with to get clicks, you know? Um, but I realized at some point that people like to watch those quirks and features things. And that's what I enjoy the most. I want to see what that freaking button does. You know? <laughs> and I, to this day, I'm still so pumped. Here's one. Uh, today I went and reviewed a 1996 Chevy Suburban. Okay. All right. Okay. You guys okay. remember this? Car? I feel like people I, about I, our age, every you either either your parents had one or you knew a kid who had one, and every um, one of us rode in the back of one of those, you know, that body suburban or Tahoe or whatever. It was just oh, yeah. My aunt, my aunts and uncles had like new suburbans like every couple of years, and so like the the I see the buttons. Those like stupid rectangular yep. chunky yep. buttons yep. when I go to sleep at night. They, dro- they haunt my dreams. Way too, way too big. Didn't really fit with the, the anything else. Mm-hmm. And the panel gaps between the buttons are like, just why? Why General Motors? Why do you do this to us? I know. That's it. Yep, that's the car. Right. But I still, and I, what I was going to say, I was just, I even today just driving out to do that. I was so excited. I was like, it was a really nice one. And I was like, I'm still into this like there's no there's no part of me that's bored or doesn't want to i'm like so jazzed to go turn those buttons you know? <laughs> that's that's, a, that's awesome right like yeah like appreciating like the tactile feel like sure like yes you've touched rolls royce buttons right. okay right. <laughs> and being excited to touch a 1996 uh <laughs> suburban button like that well, cool those cars are cool and they're impossible to find anymore you know yeah. stuff like that the cars the videos that i like the most are the ones where like i did an 86 maxima a couple months ago and the one that talks to you like the you know the door is oh open. yeah and if, it's way easier to find a you know ferrari from that era that's been preserved than an 86 maxima you know everybody saved the ferraris nobody right except right. that horrid thing <laughs> nobody bothered to save those and it was right. like a total trip there's me the image search there. Oh, that's funny. You know? <laughs> I I had a friend that was restoring like a an eighty something Pontiac Grand Am and and everybody else was just like, All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. It now now like in the Radwood era, sure. I just find stuff like that to be so interesting. Cars that we grew up with. And, you know, those Suburbans were, they were a dime a dozen. And the owner of the car told me people come up from the gas stations are like, holy crap, man, this is amazing. Right. And it's right. like when I was a kid, <laughs> that was just a car. Like, right. threw up in those, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I spilled I spilled sodas in many of those. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> the, one of those cars that you see a picture of and you know the interior smell, like yep. instantly, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. And how the dash lights up in some horrid green glow, terrible <laughs> font. You just know those like those things that were common to all of the cars from that mm-hmm. era. Yeah, I, I used to have an 88 Nissan pickup, right? Uh, it, which is why it can't be the security question to any of my accounts. Um, <laughs> and it, the bottom uh, plastic under tray, for some reason, the right hand side of it would warp down on like every single like 80s and early 90s Nissan pickup truck. So you'd, yeah. see, you'd see one and you just know, like, I'm if I get a glimpse of that, like skid plate, like I know it's going to be warped yep. down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like the Nissan Wang. Yeah. And yeah. no, none of them. The thing is, th- th- it was actually funny because this Suburban didn't have a cracked dashboard. And it, that was the Nissan wow. under tray of the Suburbans of that era. They all cracked. And so that he was really excited. He was like, I can't believe I found one that didn't have a cracked dash because it was such a common, a common issue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's also a testament to like how deep like the automotive passion runs, right? That you're like. Right. You're not, you know, you're not just like, ah, you know, a suburban, like, you know, this is right. like, this is the kind of stuff that interests you, you know, totally. like, I yeah. love that. I love that. I think that the viewers, I think that's clear to the viewers. And I think that's one of the reasons I've been relatively successful. Absolutely. That comes through so easily. Right. Yes. Um, so another thing that uh, we do want to talk to you about is because we know that you're passionate or at least have an opinion about vanity plates. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you obviously have your like your uh like the hunters like wall of antlers. You have your wall <laughs> of uh fantastic low number, low number right? plates, yeah. right? Yeah. I like to think those are all state senators that you've murdered. <laughs> Dude, some of those are pretty insane. That I have a former governor of South Dakota plate, and his one of his aides emailed me and was like, "How did you get this?" <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know eBay. I swear. That's so awesome. Uh, um and your defender had has a uh vanity plate yeah all the cars most of the cars do yeah okay all right and so it's something that we're fascinated with on the show we have listeners that send us vanity plates that they see out in the world and from that i devised a little game that that we'll play today so i'm gonna show you three cars with their vanity plates blacked out Okay. Okay. And then I'll text on the side are the three options for oh, okay. those vanity plates. Got it. Now, since you're on the show, mm-hmm. the the theme of this is positive vibes. So okay. this is a, a generally positive themed license plates. So let me okay. let me pull that up here. So let's see here. And it is my job, I skipping ahead if I may, to match sure. up the car to the to the license plate. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. The, the genius of this game is that you really have to get into the mindset of the person who buys this car and modifies it or doesn't modify it in the way that you see and also gets this vanity plate. Right, right, right. So I can already tell this is going to be very difficult. So Doug Doug has in front of him, and Ian has not seen this either, except he has seen one of them because he took the photo. Uh, We have an Audi Q8, a black Audi Q8. Right. We have a Volkswagen GTI. All right, deep badge. Um, yep, okay. there you go. Yeah, uh, that are are uh, these last two here. That's are, not a GTI. That's just a Golf. Golf. Right. Okay. Um, because uh, he wanted people to think it was a GTI, and he fooled Dave. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> Shutting it down. The show's over. <laughs> um, and uh, our buddy Eric in Illinois sent us these last two here. So the Volkswagen golf uh and a jeep wrangler without the doors uh, or with the metal uh, uh high high airflow doors the canon air filters yeah. of doors <laughs> yeah the, the lightweight uh doors there. now the okay, license so plate have, oh go ahead yeah i have to choose which of these three plates goes to which of these three cars mm-hmm. correct yep, so you have bueno as an option okay. hawaii h-a-w-a-i and happy mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Someone got the license plate happy. They did. Right. Either Illinois or Colorado. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Hawaii is is interesting because we know the Jeep is from Chicago. They're both, the bottom two are both from Illinois, huh? Yes. Yes. That's That's a good context clue that I don't know if I should have given you. Yeah. Well, I, the Naperville thing on the tire, I would have been able to at least figure out that the Jeep is from Illinois. Okay. Um, but okay. Here is my thought process. Bueno. 
Are those golfs made in Mexico still? <laughs> or were they? They were they, for a long little, time. I think they still are. Play on uh, Spanish there. <laughs> okay. I would like to add one piece of information. I, I don't know if this will sway anything, but they all had very basic license plate frames. So the Audi okay. had a black license plate frame. The VW had a white one to match it. Okay. And, then, and then the Jeep had kind of a reddish one. You can kind of make it out in the picture here. And we can do a right. little zooming. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's what I'm thinking. I think that the Jeep is happy the golf is bueno and the q8 which i think is an sq8 maybe it is it is, is, yeah. is hawaii and i'm going to say that because the jeep is happy the dude's got his the doors out you know he's just kind of chilling he's driving although those cars are incredibly popular in hawaii so you could see that but he's in illinois he's, he's that car's never been hawaii then the, the golf is bueno because he's got the whole mexican spanish thing <laughs> And the SQ8, he's gone to Hawaii because he's rich and people like that. He's from Colorado. He spent a time in Hawaii. He's got the money. That that that's what it is. Okay, okay, Ian, would you like to? I mean, you know one of them. I yeah. know one of them. Okay. So, and I, know, I know, I know for sure that Doug got the one from Colorado. Oh, I get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. This is that age-old. Would you like to change your answer? Uh, I can't time. believe somebody was able to get the plate happy. Right? <laughs> I know. I was surprised too. <laughs> That's going to be the next score on the wall next time we watch one of your videos. And we're going to be like, how did, oh my God, we better never piss Doug off. All right. I, don't, I, simply, I simply can't believe that the SQ8 person got happy because I suspect the person with that plate showed up the day that license plate, personalized license plates became available in that state. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I just think that that wasn't so fine. I'll, I'll say that one is bueno and we can give the, we can give happy to the, uh, we can give Hawaii to the Jeep and happy to the Gulf. I've now switched them all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to tell you, Doug, I, I, the, the Audi is happy. Oh. Wow, no way. I know, right? This one's a real weird one. The guy you had happy before? You know what? I think it's like a uh, what is that? Uh, the uh, Highlander situation. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, think about it. think about that. There's there's right? six more people in Colorado or something. How did this dude get happy on his cute car? Cars a year old, right? Yeah, I don't know. Although I, I will say, I was filming like a year ago, and I was in, I was filming a guy's driveway, and the dude across the street had the California license plate NY. That was it. Oh, and I was pretty, it was on an E46 M3, I think. And I was pretty surprised by this. And at some point, the neighbor across the street realized that I was like filming. They came over to like see what was going on. And I said, you know, by the way, like, how did you get this? He said, I was, it was like midnight and I was about to go to sleep and I was messing around on the vanity plate ordering thing and it was available and he was like i was like he's like i'm not even from new york i'm not even like a fan of their sports teams he was like but i was like i have to get this like this so maybe the person like was oh it's available i should get happy yeah that, that's like the guy that was able to buy google.com like for right. you know like he was able to right. register for it for like 10 minutes you know right right, right. yeah yeah he's got some capital timing so I didn't get any of these correct, both despite guessing twice at each of them. I, I think that this one's a little bit of a teaser because I think you'd think that the person that, like, say, it lives in Illinois and has been to Hawaii and wants to take some island life home with them. Right. You think their daily driver would be a Jeep, right? Right. That's what I would totally. have thought, too. Totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, that person is, you know, Hawaii is a everybody's sunny and everybody's doing stuff. And this person's living in the Chicago burbs with a golf. That's not really what I would expect. Right. They didn't get the license plate with the Cardinal on it though. So there's yeah. that, you know, we, we, we wanted to get that like kind of positive vibe plates. Now, if you'd like, we don't have to do this. I actually have another one. Yeah. Bring I, it on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now Ian has not seen any of these. So oh, wow. the theme about this one, and I can't believe that I managed to get three of these together. But this is oh. new car, old plate. I think that we've oh, all seen, like, you can okay. tell when someone had a car. Yep. yep. Okay. So here we go. So, oh, oh my God. I almost gave you the answers right off the hop. Okay. All right. So here you go. So uh, uh, while you guys digest that, I'll, I'll narrate it. So we have a maroon <laughs> or burgundy Kia Optima. Okay. 
We okay. have a black Toyota 4Runner, pretty new. And then we have a, a BMW X3. Now, the license plate options are Multipass, M-L-T-1-P-A-S, Alex AMG, A-L-E-X AMG, and then Carrera, C-A-R-R-3-R-A. This is potentially the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right, because, because regardless of interesting. Now, can I ask a question that... that Go for it. That license plate, MLT1PAS, is that an Arizona license plate by chance? It is not. It is a Colorado plate. Okay, these are all Colorado plates. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I took the multi-pass plate. Dude. Alex AMG yeah. and Carrera. I mean, any of these cars with Carrera on them would be such a disappointment. I, t- I took the Carrera picture as well. Our buddy Peter uh, took the Kia picture. Yeah. Oh, so the Kia is not Carrera. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it. I noticed it too. I wasn't going to say anything. Okay, all right. You I got, was really you, hoping. Would have been really a, disappointed if it was. was. Really hoping. Yeah. You got a freebie okay. out of me. Damn it. I'm not going to okay. see... Ian was trying to get something out of me earlier. I, I can't give any clues. Yeah. Okay. I think, but like I was, you're, it's good that you said that. Cause I definitely would have guessed Carrera for the Kia. It's the sportiest of these cars, unless you consider the X3. Okay. I'm going to say Carrera for the X3. And I'll say Alex AMG for the Optima and it's his initials. So I, it's fine. Totally cool, dude. No problem. Leaving the last one for the Forerunner, which seems to make sense to me for some reason. Okay. I okay, Ian. I I think, um, man. Oh, I and really by the way, Ian Carrera on the X three has a three in it. X three. Think about it. Think about it. Well, and I I, I see. <laughs> I think Carrera on the X three makes sense because it. That seems like the thing of like I traded in my Porsche because I had two kids and now I drive a BMW X3. Like that is the target right. demographic for the BMW X3, I feel right, like. Right, right, right. So that makes sense. I think the puzzling one is the is the the AMG one. I want the AMG one to be the Kia because I want it to be like a a stonk story gone bad sort of thing. <laughs> they bought a yeah. bunch of game stock and dodge coin and yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping on. So then multi-pass is the, is the forerunner. Did we say the same oh, we thing? Agree. Yeah, we, yeah agree. Okay, we agree. Okay. Well, I have good news for both of you. Ah. You're completely correct. Interesting. Yes. So, yes. I, so Doug, you mentioned that the multi-pass feels right on the forerunner for some reason, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've seen other like multi-pass things on cars, Honda Elements. Yeah, and they've done like fifth element, you know, like put fifth. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. So if somebody's going to upgrade their element, right, like right, outdoorsy right. Yeah. shit, right? The right. Forerunner. That's yeah. Like, they don't make anything like an element anymore, and maybe you got a little more money, and it's, that looks like a charity pro too, right? Or at least an off-road. Yeah. See that that instinct, right? You knew it, but you didn't I know why. The Carrera person also was doing the three to match the X3. I, I have a suspicion. Or, or at that least that's a, their excuse to keep the plate. Yes, that was a <laughs> rationalization. <laughs> How they made themselves feel better about it. Uh-huh. Exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah occasionally yeah. I'll see a plate like this. And it's just, you know, in, in Georgia, the license plate M3, I once saw. And it was at the time on a Hyundai Sonata. Just M3. <laughs> And I was like, damn, that dude's pissing off a lot of people. <laughs> we drives. Oh my god. So many, yeah, the Bimmer forums are just a light with yeah. like, <laughs> I'm I would I just saw him and I offered him five hundred bucks for it, he won't do it. I would just park if I had that plate on that car, I would just pack a picnic, park at the <laughs> entrance to the racetrack on the BMW day. <laughs> I just eat a pick. <laughs> I've thought about doing this with my own car, getting vanity plate that doesn't match the car, but is really obscure. Like, um, like ILX 2.4 <laughs> or like some other car that was like, why would you be, even if you had that car, why would you get a vanity plate for it? You know, like Stratus. Yeah. <laughs> right. AMC Eagle. Right. And then he'll be like, but it isn't one, but also like, did he have one before? Like what, what is going on here? All right. Yeah, that would be hilarious. 
<laughs> this is something we talk about all the time on our show about like misbadging cars. Right. Because our point is always like, and this, you know, we would wonder the same thing if we saw what you did. Like, who is it for? Because right. any, anyone who cares enough to think it's cool, but right. also know that it's not what you're saying it is. So like, is the biggest annoyance with these up badge people. Mm-hmm. I was driving. I was behind an X5M the other day. It was a base X5. And they didn't change a single thing other than they put an M badge after X5. And it's like, yeah, this mm-hmm. isn't something. Yeah, <laughs> right. We call that we call that car stanza because it's basically the automotive version of George Costanza, like be, lying about being an architect. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Here's one from the hopper. There you go. This guy with his BMW X1. Why would you do that? Also, those are nice cars. Like they're, they're it's not like it, you bought some crappy car. It's not like you're trying to upbadge a Geo Metro here. Like just own it, you know? Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I like that it's the tiny little X the little the, one. The, the little been, M. There was no attempt made to to match the sizing. He made one eBay purchase and that right. was it. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep, then he couldn't remember his PayPal password after that. Never understood why people do it. I think that that's one of the most bizarre things that people do on a regular basis. It's way more legit when people debadge cool cars. Yes. Right. 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 Well, and we saw, um, we got one sent to us. Is it in? Yes. So the other end of that spectrum, though, is when people put so much effort into it that you're like, what? Is your story <laughs> right? If right. Dave in the in the done with you, Dave don't look folder uh-huh. is the Jaguar minivan that oh, we got sent. Yeah. yeah, Doug, you're gonna lose your mind because I I lost my shit over this and Dave like about had an aneurysm when he saw it. Yeah, but this <laughs> <laughs> this like, is what happens when you work at a body shop and you got a week where nobody came in. I've always right. wondered about stuff like this. Um, and it's parked next to an F-Type. How perfect. Right. That's So the story that we concocted, because we got the, the person who took this picture and sent it to us, told us that this is like in a corporate office park. That's like it's like the uh, corporate offices for like a hotel chain. Mm. And there's nobody else parked here. So in our heads, this is somebody with a lot of money to burn and a lot of spite in their heart and one annoying coworker who won't shut the fuck up about their F type. <laughs> right. And like this person's spouse, like owns a body shop or something. They're like, you really want to mess with Brian? Give me yeah. the van for a week. <laughs> well, the thing is you got to, I mean, it's from an S type and you got to figure those were free to, you know, they, they cost nothing and crash ones cost even less. Yeah. Right. Um, I, you know what part of me wonders, do you think bef- this could have been a, passenger shuttle at a jaguar dealership before they offered suvs like a you know we'll bring you to your back to your house or something like that or to the train station or i mean it's in minneapolis it looks like right or minnesota somewhere yeah it is it's in the twin cities that's an interesting that's a great idea they got a body shop and they're like hey we have a shuttle but we don't want to shuttle our customers in a toyota because that's a bunch of bs Right. right. Up. But then again, but if that was true, why would they have painted it the colors of a porta potty? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, I it works better than it should. It doesn't like, look bad. Yeah. Right. It looks like those Mitsuoka things. Have you ever seen those? Those those oh my god. Yeah. I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I also think that it looks better than an S type. Oh yeah. 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 The um it it must be an S type hood also when you think about it. Right. It actually some work went into this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the more it's the one of those things. Like the your first instinct is just to be like, well, that's silly. But then the more you look at it, you're like, oh, this person's insane. Right. <laughs> and where's the where's the jaguar hood ornament? If you're gonna do it, do it. That's the most maddening thing because <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about this like and yeah because that shows that this person has a tiny bit of restraint. Right, they're like, they're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a Jaguar minivan, but I'm gonna go subtle. About it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a crazy painted person. That, <laughs> painted that Volvo blue color, but yeah. then we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna just dial it back a little bit. Yes, I'm spending twenty three grand on this, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not well, a maniac. Let me just guarantee this is a, a body shop employee with some with some time, or a Jaguar customer shuttle, or someone wanted to show someone that it could be done. What a bizarre thing, right? Yeah, yeah like a, maybe like a fiber fiberglass like 
specialty shop or something right. like yeah like we're very good is, at custom work see right but this wouldn't be and then people would look at it and be like uh yes <laughs> <laughs> you are but i just love that it exists like well, I, yeah, I, right. I sometimes think about it and i'm just like it's out there yeah. it makes the me problem, happy the problem with this is this person will inevitably eventually come to us on cars and bids and say okay I want a $25,000 reserve for this vehicle because <laughs> I've got 22 in it. <laughs> right, right, right. And I think it's worth, even though it's a 2012 Sienna with 194,000 miles and three right. accidents, I got 22 in it. And so that's what I think. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's stuff that just leaves us speechless sometimes, you know. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Did, yeah. Was the back altered at all or was it just the paint? We didn't get uh, pictures of the back. Uh, yeah. we, this is the the only two angles that we that we saw. We'll have to send but, Ryan with our Apex adjacent street team back out into the streets, <laughs> running yeah. around somewhere in in, uh, in the Twin Cities. Yeah, yeah. 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 We got to get them high vis vests at some point. Yeah, they're going to be a liability. <laughs> yeah. How so, so should we talk about cars and bids? You want to talk about cars and bids for a little bit? Yeah, that, I, I definitely do because I'm I'm curious, like, um, you know, why um, or or how you how you see it kind of fitting in with sort of the bringer trailers and the eBay's and Craigslist and right. the whole ecosystem that we have around. Yeah, I mean, it's a, decisions. Not a small ecosystem, but you know, the thing about bringer trailer is um, I love bringer trailer and I think they're great and I still think that, <clears throat> but. Um, you know, I don't know. It got kind of expensive. You know, have you noticed that? I mean, yeah, getting emails from them every month. You know, they wrap up their month and they say, "Here's what we did," and they like sold the Mura. Yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. These days are over. <laughs> you know, I don't know. And now they they run a ton of auctions too, and it's just gotten a little challenging to kind of figure it all out. And I don't know. I just we kind of felt that there was a market for just newer stuff. Younger people are interested in these newer cars, and. Um, they say, I don't know. It seems it's it's so far so good. We're, we've we've done really well, and 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 it's been a great place for people to do this to buy and sell these cars. That you know, it's certainly above Craigslist. We reject a ton of cars. People come to us with kind of crappy stuff, but maybe it's not quite on the level, especially in terms of the vintage stuff. We just, I don't know. It, it's not the stuff I'm into. You know, I really was into the newer stuff, and it and that's where a lot of young people are focused now. And I really think that we've kind of proven the concept too, because it's it's gone well so far. Yeah, I, I think that's that's great, and it's you're totally right. I mean, things are definitely crazy. I mean, I don't know if you saw the the Bring a Trailer one yesterday that was going around. That was the 323E that went for like 24 grand. Yeah, prices are. Just- Prices are wild, wild, wild. We've had some really crazy <clears throat> moments, um, even every day. And it's funny because people fight us so hard on reserves. And um, I want to tell people like this: get this thing up. Like, and, and you just never know. But some we've had cars double their reserve, and we're sitting there like, what is going on? But there's three people bidding, so it's not like a fluke. And I don't know. It's it's a crazy, crazy, crazy market right now. Yeah, obviously. I, I feel so happy. We bought our like family car, the replacement for the Saab, last last year, like right before things went totally yeah. bonkers. And I, I every once in a while, I'll check the prices on the car that we bought, and I'm just like, oh, well, what is what, what did you get? We got a 2018 Volkswagen Alltrack. Oh, nice. Our, cool. Yeah, I was our, I was afraid you were going to say Atlas, and then I'd have to be like, oh. <laughs> your, cool. your history yeah. of poor decisions continues <laughs> yeah. no you know we we uh we drove an atlas dave and i did when right around when they first came out but it, we we drove we i feel like we didn't get a good uh, we didn't get a good impression of it but i thought maybe that was because we had no it one, in the wrong context nah, no one's got a great <laughs> the only the, the thing those cars are popular for their the volkswagen just leases them at unreal low prices that's what they're what they're really hot for and they're oh, still yeah. moving those. but i'll tell you the um you're, yeah the market is so insane right now i was shooting first off i had a hell of a time tracking down a new honda civic which is insane okay. like yeah. it's a honda civic like come on a honda w- told me they couldn't get me one until the end of october and i'm like <laughs> like press car wow. <clears throat> so like, all right so I found a dealer that had one 
and I shot that. But I was uh, here's the here's the craziest story I've heard. I was at a Nissan dealership. I shot a Pathfinder, the new Pathfinder, yep. and I was at a Nissan dealership uh, in LA. I had to drive three hours to LA just to shoot a Nissan Pathfinder, and they had one. And um, they they told me that. Typically, they have 150 cars in their lot. Right now, they got 51. And they said to supplement their business, what they're doing is buying used Highline. So they had an Urus there. They had all these Teslas and Hellcats and, and a Nissan dealer in LA, right? And they told me that last, they said that in their group of dealerships, they have Nissan, Mercedes, Benz, and Kia. They said last month, the Nissan dealership sold more G Wagons than Mercedes. <laughs> There's no inventory. I'm like, holy crap, this is insane. Some Mercedes uh, salespeople are getting raked over the coals for that, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you saw the thing. There's no no V8s for this model year. Like, yeah. nobody's got cars. Yeah, it's crazy. It's hey, so crazy. I, I, I'm sorry. I have to <clears throat> click on this Lexus SC400 that's on cars and bids right now. I, like highly modified. It's like light, it's like light teal. Ian, why am I not buying this car right now? Uh, add to cart, man. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, it's an automatic. automatic. It's aftermarket turbo. I, well, all the V8s were autos, unfortunately, for that car. Yeah, I yeah. We sold a couple stick. Uh, I think we sold a couple stick six cylinders. Oh my but, god! <clears throat> this, I, for, I forget that sometimes because I actually, when we're in a, a chump car, we raced against an SC400 that had somebody had uh, done a manual swap on it. Oh really? Wow! Um, it was super cool. It was it was a very cheaty. Like it was like a team of like pro drivers that were an amateur team yeah 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 one of those things oh there you go God. oh i want this car <clears throat> okay i just bought a project car and i'm not telling you <laughs> what it is yeah wheel on a sc400 oh, you know when the, when the 84 year old person bought this vehicle new they never expected that it would end up <laughs> in this fashion right we've that's something that we've talked about on the show too of like the brands that have the largest demographic swap between yeah. first and second yeah. owners. Right. And Land Cruiser is a great one, right? Like that's all old rich people. And then yeah. some 24 year old kid who lifts it, you know? Right. <laughs> right. I, I think in, Infinities too, like Infinity, oh, totally. right? Because the G35 scene, the second owners to those, totally different than the first owners. I was driving today and I came up behind a Mark IV Supra, which is an event that happens once a year, you know, like if that. And um, it was totally stock, and I pull up next to it, and it is an old woman. Okay. And it must have. It was probably an NA Auto, right? But still, and I'm like, damn, this is so legit. If you right? only knew who was going to buy this car from you when you die, like it will be, <laughs> it will be somebody very different from you. But I'm you just, just approached all the time in parking lots and stuff. You need like a sticky tracking device for that. You just throw it out the window. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just give me the vin i want to yeah right. I, I want this for later yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right yeah the, set up a Google alert. the thing that's kind of interesting in california is that in true extent in colorado honestly but in the west the, you know the cars are preserved so much that people can do that they can buy it they liked it then they just keep it going like there's no rust that they're contending with and so it's kind of interesting sometimes you see that i saw a mint 240sx on the road the other day with its original plates probably its original owner and who knows if the dude even knows that like you know right. that car will be a drift vehicle and you can probably get 30 for it because it was perfect you know they just that's just kind of what happens out here sometimes cars stay with their first owners forever and ever and ever my neighbor uh, who I share a driveway with has a Chevy SS with like, like a, or a, a Camaro SS. Yeah, Camaro, sorry, Camaro SS. Like the 96. Uh, from, yeah. Yeah. Like a 96 Camaro SS. Uh, it's an auto, but it only has like 20,000 miles on it. Cause he's the original owner. He never drives it. And I yeah. have been trying to tell him like, people are going crazy for these yeah. things. Like you could actually, this is the only time in history. This car has been worth money. Like. <laughs> That's so true. We just sold a Firebird for some really big money. Those fourth gens are starting to become valuable cars. Yeah. And yeah, it's the only time in history, right? Like people bought some of those, especially the later ones, really nice ones, and mothballed them and like, oh, this will be worth a ton someday. Well, now's the now's your time. This is it. Sell, sell, sell. Right. Yep. Yeah. But there's yeah. there's not insane stuff on on cars and bids when it comes to prices. Like this, yeah. like yeah, that Lexus that I'm signing over is only 2400 at the current time yeah i mean so, so, we try to we just try to do a range i mean there's that tesla there that'll sell for some money but we try sure. to i try to do a little bit more of a range involved and i don't know i think there's that there's something to that you know enthusiasts want kind of that whole spectrum and that's what i like that's what i like to see and and so it's kind of cool to have that stuff 
on there in my view anyway yeah the crx for 4200 bucks if it's clean yeah click on that how many miles does that car have that's got to be that's got to be a ton uh miles called that out in the headline because th- that mileage is one of those mileages where it's actually kind of cool yeah to have you know <laughs> yeah look at the interior jeez it's not showing yeah. yeah some of these some of these cars they just stay nice right and sometimes the owners will be like you would never tell and it's like yeah well it still has two hundred thousand miles you know, we can't <laughs> right. give you a, a reserve from a fifty thousand mile car even if mechanically it feels like a fifty thousand mile car <clears throat> sorry it's just not the way yeah. it really works I, that FRX7 is pretty nice. It's a nice. I, yeah, I, I, I love the quantity of modified stuff on here. This is modified. great. I like weird stuff. Manual, weird manual versions of cars. I like. There was an X3 manual up above. 360 Challenge Stradala. It's, it runs the gamut. We try to get yeah. it. All. Well, it's it's basically like what before someone types in Craigslist.org. It's right. like what you are hoping to see when you pull it up, right? right. What every enthusiast yeah. thinks they're going to see. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, like the actually the good stuff. And of course, that isn't really true, and most of that stuff doesn't pop up. But yes, this is this is the second Dodge Dakota convertible we've had. I actually reviewed the first one a couple of weeks ago, and it was quite an interesting vehicle. I was going to say, I just watched that video, and I was like, this is a different one, right? Different it's one. crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's so oh, interesting. God. What a car that was. What they were thinking was beyond yeah. me did those same engineers know. go on to make the cross cabriolet like it yeah <laughs> yeah and remember know. the Chevy ssr and oh yeah know. oh corrado i love corrado so much things are so cool check out go into search the search bar up there and type in corrado last week we sold a one owner corrado wow that black, black one here wow the dude the slc oh and it's oh, the vr6 too yeah. that's the one you want I was like, I'm, I'm always so like humbled when someone who buys a, has a car for 30 years, like chooses yep. us as like the, the place to end their journey with it. Yeah. Um, but that's like insane. And the dude, he posted in the thing and was like, I never thought I'd sell it, but you know, I don't know. They're probably, they're coming up probably a little bit in value. And at some point you're just kind of ready to move on. But a yep. one owner crowd, there's gotta be only about seven of those left, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of 90,000 miles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've got some awesome stuff on here, Doug. Yeah, there's always there's always a good a good eclectic little mix of interesting cars for sure. <laughs> yeah, wow. How much how much of the, your day is is typically consumed by cars and bids kind of work? Uh, I do most of the intakes and most of the car. Or not most. I do about half the intake. Okay. Uh, uh, so most of the the cars that get submitted to us, and then I kind of assign reserves or you know that sort of thing accept deny that that kind of stuff because i feel like just the cars that are chosen that's a really important part of the site yeah. um and then i write a little take on each one if you scroll yeah, down and the dog take. Bit, yeah and i'm still writing every one of these and it's just a lot of work and i don't know what i was thinking trying to get that that have to happen i don't know what we're going to do when the baby comes but um i but assumed that, that you had an intern doing that no, we have started to do a hybrid thing where some of the editors are writing them and then I go and edit them. And I think that's probably where we'll end up because at this point we've had most of the cars on at least once. And so nice. they can at least craft it and I can kind of go in and say, oh, you know, this is change this, change that, whatever. Sure, but sure. I don't have another option. We're, we're running 20 of these cautions a day. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah it that's is. A lot. Yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't realize you were so like day-to-day involved no yeah for sure every 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 day i'm doing i'm cars and bids is a big big portion of the day but i love it it's the coolest thing in the world and honestly you can't necessarily rely on youtube forever so being able to have you know that is a pretty cool is that an src 10 ramp look at that those are the coolest trucks i've seen a couple of them in person yeah right yeah i saw one at a construction site yes construction worker you are freaking living right (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah newly divorced probably he's like yeah oh my god buy me the coolest truck yes this picture right here with the cigarette lighter in the ashtray that's great yeah that's the, great. the concept of a v10 and a pickup you know it's funny the trx is faster in every way but it's, it's a stick shift viper powered truck like it's right. so it's so much crazier yeah quit Look digging you struck truck. gold man like right. yeah right. yeah so I want strange. one of these. I have a rule that I can only bid on stuff if it's no <clears throat> reserve. And so 
sometimes a car will come on and I'll beg the seller, I'll be like, please. And they'll be like, no, no. And they don't understand why I'm at, you know? And then I'll say, okay, what if I could promise you it'll hit the reserve? Because <laughs> you're the one bidding. I will make sure that it bids up to that point. I just, but I, I feel like it's unfair to bid when I know the reserve. So like, right. this is, I would be into a truck like this, but I think it had a reserve on it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that, that brings up a good question actually, because you, you know, you, you buy and you buy and sell cars a lot and yeah. you're about to have a fairly big life change. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, what the, the, the baby transportation solution is, is going to be. And if, well, I, you if know, there's going to be I, a change coming. Although I have some bizarre vehicles that I kind of screw around with my daily driver cars. This is a new Land Rover Defender. And that's a pretty good, um, that's a pretty good baby mobile. And, and so I think that that'll be a totally acceptable and rational car. Now, I also have a 1994 Audi RS2 station wagon, oh, which yes. is one of the coolest cars ever, in my opinion. And it was a, the first Audi RS car, one of the first fast station wagons. And, and I'm trying to convince my wife to let us bring the baby home from the hospital in that car, which has no airbags and no safety equipment at all. But, well, that's, that's an ongoing fight. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, but the baby doesn't use the airbags at all anyway. Right. right? That's, that's my point, A. <laughs> And B, he's in the cocoon of the car seat. We'll put it in the middle, away from the sides, you know. Yep. Um, but it's it's not just the airbags, right? Like when you really think about the improvements in safety technology over the last 30 years, cars are a lot. And it's funny. I still have people come up to me and be like, I'm still driving the same whatever that I was driving whenever and it's paid off and it cost me nothing. And it's like, okay, well, I hope you don't die. Like. <laughs> I would, I would, I know that there's a, a lot of point of pride for some people in having these older cars, but there's right. some real advancements backup cameras are great let me tell you right yeah that's true yeah um but, but baby's first car ride in right. uh, rs2 avant right. i mean you, you gotta do that right like, you know. right see i think what you did what you what you screwed up is you gotta start you gotta start the negotiation with with a strap, lamborghini <laughs> with strapping oh, into the four gt right 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 and then kind of work my way back in the rs2 yeah that, that, yeah. that would have been a smart <laughs> idea you know it is it is legal and 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 in california and probably in most states if you only have a two-seat car it is legal to have your child ride in the uh front passenger seat yeah but I, not I advisable. yeah it's not advisable <laughs> i had checked on that and i think i thought there was in some states at least that you had to have the the airbag disable thing. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Which I don't have in the Volkswagen, but then they have back seats anyway. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. So I, I do want to be before we run out of time. I, I do want to play another game with you. Okay. So we've played this game with you before. Uh, it's a it's a game we play on the show all the time called FMK Cars. Yep. Uh, based on the classic game Fuck Mary Kill, but we play right. cars instead of people. Right. Right. So. Uh, you're going to get three cars with a catch and you have to assign FMK and decide which one you're going to marry and be your daily driver, which one you're going to F drive it for a day, which one you're going to kill. You're going to crush it. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So this one is called, this <laughs> is an FMK cars for Doug DeMuro and there are many quirks and features. All right. Bring it on. <laughs> These are the modern cars on the Doug score list with the lowest Doug score. <laughs> All okay. Right. Oh, All God. 21st century. hard to marry one of these. I already know what they are. Yeah. 21st century cars, the three lowest, and they're all going to have a Doug DeMuro specific twist. Okay. So the first one, a 2017 Mercedes-Benz Metris. Biggest piece of crap yep. car that has ever existed. Yep. Yep. But practical and Doug, modern. The Doug score was 30. Yeah, uh, you, you must pronounce <laughs> the word this like this in everyday life every time you use the word. Okay? okay. Very so like presentational. When, yeah. When right? somebody, somebody comes over to get your order at the restaurant, I'll have this. Right. Right. All right. Right. Next one, 2016 Mitsubishi Mirage. Every time you change locations, you go to a friend's house, to the grocery store, you, you're, you're at the doctor's office for a, right. for a checkup, you must spend a minimum of two minutes describing the quirks and features of your surroundings. 
no matter who is around. So if you're by yourself, you do it by yourself. Okay, got it. Okay. Right. But if there's people there, still got to do it. All right. Lastly, 2012 Nissan Murano Cross Cross Cabriolet, one of our favorites, because it's just like, what were they thinking? Uh, Upon meeting a new person, you must give them a Doug score and you must tell it to them. And you are not allowed to lie. (laughs) Okay. God, this is hard. (laughs) It's too bad that those things are associated with each of those cars because it would be easier if I could mix and match those things. Mm -hmm. If you were just picking on cars alone, what do you think you would do? Um... Mirage, Metris, Cross Cab. I Mirage, Metris, Murano. What's with M's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just doesn't like M cars. Oh, and you don't <laughs> like the Maseratis either. No. <laughs> what? God, that's, that's a tough one. Because you want to, you don't want to be involved in any capacity with the Metris or the Mirage. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you're like, you're thinking to yourself, all right, well. Because uh, my my thinking when I designed this was that you would all things equal choose the Murano because it's, yeah it's the best it's the most car of the group yeah. of the group and also it's the weirdest yeah it's the one you want I mean it's 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 the only good one in in, in as much as it is good right. <laughs> which is why it has the worst catch that's why it's a game okay got it got it that is a terrible catch that's the problem okay if I was just doing on the cars alone I think I yeah I would choose the Murano. I think you have to kill the Mirage. It's just so bad. But that leaves you with effing the Metris, which doesn't <laughs> seem to make sense, but you're not going to do the Mirage. So now with the stuff in place, the Metris's drawback wasn't that bad. So I would probably marry the Metris. And also it's practical. Yeah. Right. Having to say this every time. Like, I think that that would be fine. You'd you'd almost have to kill the Murano because you can't like tell people that they suck, you know. <laughs> and I think most people suck, so it'd be a yeah. bad situation. And that I guess leaves you with the Mirage as the last one, but only because you're kind of screwed. You have no other choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think for a day, you'll drive the Mirage. Right. Right. Yeah. What if you had a Mirage for a day and just a free time on Doug DeBuro's agenda? Like, what would you do? Here's a funny story. When I was in Thailand two years ago, I rented a car. And of course, <laughs> they have all these weird cars that I've never seen. And I'm like, even if they put me in some crappy car, right. I've never seen it before. That would be at least interesting. <laughs> oh, no. They gave me a Mirage sedan, which was called something even worse there. And um, God, and it had some worse engine too, which is just like, how could this be? <laughs> but then I was right hand drive. So I'm like sitting there like, like making life compromises to drive a Mirage. I would have taken any other car. But that's what they had. But no, I, I, they're the worst things in the world. Um, and the thing is, people gave me a lot of crap for that review because I really tore it to pieces. And they're like, what about people who can't afford it? And uh, they're not that much cheaper than cars that aren't terrible. You know? Right. Right. Really or this, reliable used cars. Right? right. Yeah. Right. Get a Civic. I have yeah. this weird theory about the, the Mirage because we, I, I think we know a few people in kind of car Twitter and stuff like that, 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 have kind of like a soft spot for these things and and kind of love them and i think it's because it's i think it's the only legitimately like bad car on sale right now yeah you know so people just it's so bad that it's like kind of like a throwback and people yeah plus car journalists will advocate for anything any car they'll stand up for you know and you know the other bad car on sale is the dodge journey which remains on sale despite being bad yes <laughs> terrible in fact we have a I've, long running hatred of the dodge journey yeah just yeah. a horrid horrid car i was driving just today actually and and i got up behind a kia sorento with federal government license plates and the u.s government has a rule that they have to buy american if they can and the sorento is built in america but i was thinking so it probably fits the rule but i was thinking to myself like they passed up american brand cars <laughs> because the american crap is so bad in this segment but i bet the journey probably is not built in america so maybe it wouldn't even solve the but i was just it's the worst that car is the worst isn't it still sold with a four speed auto i think so i we uh, we drove i drove one i got one as a rental a few years ago and <laughs> and it was like it was actually 
probably not long before you were on the show the first time. Yeah. And it was, back when it was back when it was crappy then. It's been five more years and it's still the same crappy car. Right. Yeah, I know. And, and it it's it drives me crazy because it's like this would be so much better if it was a minivan. Like yeah. if it was if you would just put sliding doors on yeah. it, I think everyone would overlook all of the faults of it. <laughs> right. But like you had to make it look like a muscle car. People want SUVs. That's the whole world. That's everything. Everybody wants every SUV that can be made. It's unbelievably bad. I I do want to loop back to what you said about (laughs) making potentially life compromising, like life compromising situations in a Mitsubishi Mirage. Like (laughs) that in my mind, that just made me think of like, despite lockdowns and a raging pandemic, people were just so damn insistent that they were going to eat at Applebee's. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. I know. I, I at one point during one of the worst points of the pandemic, I called up my brother. He's in LA and, and he's like, hey man, what, do you, what are you doing? I, I can't really talk right now. I'm at an IHOP. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> you, you're risking your for IHOP? That's what you've chosen? That's it? It's not even like a Michelin star restaurant. Right, right? Right. That was where he was drawing his line. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Maybe he was outside. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, so the last thing that I I want to make sure we hit, I mean, and we left it to the very end because we're really good at making sure we get the hot content in (laughs) right up top. We got to talk about your plaid review. uh, Oh yeah. Because the, I, I watched it right after it came out and I was like, I was amazed at your reaction to the acceleration, which I think is probably what most people want to talk to you about. Um, But you were, you kind of started down the road of talking about, like, I can't believe people can just like yeah. buy this. Um, and it just, it made me think about like the whole discourse around Tesla and like, you know, is it more irresponsible to give people that option or autopilot or is it all part of the uh, same? That's, that's, that's an interesting. Nobody's asked me. I haven't thought about that before. Is it, which is more irresponsible? Dude, that car I can't even explain. Have you guys driven one? No, no. I've never driven a Tesla. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't even begin to explain the acceleration. It's kind of funny because I came home from that shoot and I told my friends, like, I'm not like, I'm, I'm okay about Tesla. I like electric cars. I'm not obsessed, but at the same time I would get one, whatever. Like, it's not like, I'm not a big thing. Like some of the crazy people. And I came home and I was like, I'm a changed person. I was like this. I was, I told him, I specifically, I told my friends, I said, I'm going to remember three days in the history of this channel. The day that I drove the F40, which was like the first really crazy car. The day that I drove Cadillac Supercruise, which was like the first car I was sitting there. It was on my 30th birthday. I was sitting there. The car was driving myself. And I'll always remember that as the system. And I will remember the day that I put my foot down in the plat. Like it was insane, life-changingly insane. And so, yeah, like anybody can do this. When I was a kid, to get a car that was crazy fast, you had to know what you were doing. You were getting like a Diablo. So you had to like know what you were doing and it was pretty expensive and it wasn't really that fast, right? Now, like any lawyer can walk into the doctor, can walk into a Tesla store in the mall, right? right. And order the fastest car ever made. <laughs> what is going on? Someone is going to freeze out of terror with their foot planted on, totally. the, on the floor. It is right? terrifying. Uh, no, there's crazy stuff's going to happen. But I don't believe in a world in which we regulate. Uh, and, you know, it's actually kind of funny because a couple weeks, out, like uh, the next week after I filmed the video of this car, I shot the new Rimac Navera, which is like the fastest oh, yeah. car, 0 to 16, 1.8. And I was like, yeah, this is fast. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it ruins everything. Um, but I don't know. It is it is crazy. And you do you're definitely going to hear some some stories about some accidents. But you do in a lot of cars. Right. Like a lot of really crazy fast cars that don't require any um, skill or, you know, all you have to do is be able to buy it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that probably says more about our uh, driver education system in, right. in, the, in this country than anything else. Like that. I mean, like uh, we were Dave and I were talking about it before the show and like you can get you can take your driver's test in a in a Mirage and then buy an RV. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. Yeah, I never really thought about that, but that is completely true. Yeah. Same license, totally. right? Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. Which is insane. I don't know. I, I, It is a crazy situation. Probably people will die, but that's true in a lot of situations. 
Yeah. That's what we're going to name the episode. Dr. Miro says probably some people will die. <laughs> Weren't we talking about positive vibes earlier? <laughs> we'll bring you down. We'll bring you down. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> that car is so insane. I just, you know, it's funny. I, the other thing I realized about Tesla and I was driving home from that video after I had shot it all and I should have said this in the video, but Tesla is making muscle cars. Like when you really think about it, they're poorly put together and really fast <laughs> and not all that expensive when you consider how fast they're and, and they're American, right? Like Tesla is the modern muscle car manufacturer <laughs> and yeah. it's crazy to think that, but it's like, that's really, that's Smash, it. Smash cut to, to Elon in a Tommy Bahama shirt. <laughs> right. And just instead of insane decals on the car, you get a Twitter account. Right. Yeah. Yeah. shout about how cool your car is right right that's exactly right instead of that crazy wing on the back of the Superbirds, yeah yes you just you just talk online and post pictures on and, and get a tesla vanity plate yeah there you go absolutely <laughs> oh man yeah it, it, it's so interesting like to think that like you're still able to to drive so much and and have something like make such an impact on you right yeah to like you know like I mean, what what's next? Like, what yeah. possibly will be the right. step from there? Right? You know, you got to figure at some point there aren't they physics limited? I mean, I I don't know. Cars aren't going to be zero section in one second. I imagine. Um, this is this is kind of coming up to it. Yeah, like we're right. we're hitting the end here. It was weird driving it around. I was having such a reaction myself, and people are walking around like it's nothing. And I'm thinking to myself, like this is the craziest, one of the craziest moments of my car life. You know, and right. Right. It's like another car can fit a bicycle in the back. Yeah. So Meanwhile, weird. like you're you're walking, waving a loaded gun around, essentially. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And they're safe cars. The people who are in them will be fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. The thing is, though, what Tesla would respond to this and say is, well, hey, is it you know from a safety perspective, is it really that different from a lot of these cars doing zero to sixty in three seconds? And my argument to that would be, well, maybe those cars are problematic too. Like, I, it, it's all pretty insane when you really think about it. Right. But right. I, I think it. I think it's probably different though because it is like ostensibly a family car, right? right. It's like it's. I think when somebody buys a three second sports car. They're right. buying a sports car on purpose. Like nobody's yeah. accidentally buying a three-second car. Yeah. Although Taycan is not that much slower and is also insane. That's and true. you gotta figure that like SUVs are coming. Like I this Hummer EV, you want to talk crazy and irresponsible. Okay, the Hummer EV, I don't remember what they quoted zero to sixty, but it's gonna have like fifteen hundred horsepower. So it's gonna be zero to sixty in like three something seconds. It weighs over nine thousand pounds. Right. So imagine driving around a like shed. <laughs> A garage. Imagine driving around a two-car garage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Two E-classes stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Essentially. Right. Think about that. That is going to be insane. Right. That maybe even is even more insane than this. Even I think it is. I, I think it is too. And this is something we've been talking about too a lot with the the truck design of like just you you can't see out of them at all, right. and then they're faster and yeah and, and and like less safe when you hit someone. Like right. It's crazy. Is it weird to you guys? I just realized this yesterday that like fast trucks have made a huge comeback in the electric space. Like remember the Ford Lightning, right? Mm -hmm. And the, we were talking about the SRT Ram. For some reason, and those none of those trucks were popular, right? They, they were kind of sort of niche. Well, right? they were also terrible. Like were, I don't know, most of them were you, terrible. Did you ever drive? Have you ever driven an old Lightning? No, but I assume it's a disaster. They're all those bad. So but like, why has that segment, <laughs> for some reason, like Rivian, Cybertruck, Hummer EV, new Ford Lightning, why has that segment been like where everybody's focusing <laughs> for some reason? It's like, okay, these fast trucks didn't work for years and years, so let's everybody go at it at once. I think it's <laughs> Dodge's fault because I think they're the one, or Ram, right? Because they're like yeah. shoving, they've been shoving v the V8 and everything they can. Yeah. And actually, this is what spurred our conversations. We drove the 392 Wrangler. Yeah um the other day and it was like why does this exist right <laughs> what was the sticker on that it was eighty thousand it was nearly eighty thousand dollars right it was just bonkers and then we drove we got out of that and we drove the the uh the 4xe right. and we we're like this is amazing like yeah. why would you not this is 15 grand cheaper and way better this may be a California thing, but I am seeing 4xe's everywhere. I see at least one a day and They're usually so like so cool. Yeah. They are, yeah. yeah. 
and there's some benefits that go along with them obviously like being able to go fully electric and you, i think you can still get an hov lane pass out here and oh nice um, but yeah they're cool they're neat people are into them but you yeah. know bronco bronco's bronco you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh you guys aren't bronco people <laughs> we drove we i well we we were at like a press thing we got to drive a few things back to back and the we had there was a bronco there and there was the 4xe and then the like the 392 wrangler was there as well and so we drove the bronco and the 4xe back to back and it was like oh i prefer the 4xe <laughs> really just yeah. because of the stuff the powertrain uh yeah it just felt lighter and smaller and happier yeah. like yeah. and it and you could see out of it like the yeah. the, the hood line is such a big thing yeah like, um you keep, but you know bronco pretty cool <laughs> it, it is cool it, it looks great and honestly i saw the pictures of it going around in, in the green like that like, yeah. dark green i was like oh my god that looks amazing um but i don't know i'm not an suv person so i probably wouldn't buy one anyway so yeah yeah, yeah. my opinion doesn't make any sense and it's been that's been the most disastrous launch in the history of the auto industry so oh man <laughs> poor ford poor ford <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well doug and dave i think I think we done did a car show. We did. I think I think, I think we did it. Uh, Doug, uh, you can if you enjoyed this. Obviously, uh, you came here because Doug was on, so you already know to go check out Cars and Bids and uh, follow Doug on YouTube and on Twitter and Instagram and all that. Uh, anything else? Did I miss anything? No, you got it. That's that's perfect. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and yeah, anytime you want to come on and. Uh, be less positive than you are normally. <laughs> the license plate game was great. Okay. Right? You really can delve into the psyche of your fellow human, which is right. sometimes a dangerous place to be. Right. True. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have you back on for another one. We'll, we'll get a good, we'll, we'll craft a good, I have like, people just send me these things now. I have like 30 in the hopper that I, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can park some for Doug specifically. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. All right. Bye. Bye.